Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Yes, sir. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at SASportsStar.com. My name is Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2. Hope everyone's having a good day so far. Here at halftime, we talk sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. James Pledger is producing today's show. What's going on, Pledge? What's happening, Mikey? Dude, I'm having a fantastic time. It's a great day in San Antonio and the San Antonio area because March Madness has invaded the Alamo City. Two big games tonight at the AT&T Center tonight. Two-seed Villanova taking on the 11-seed Michigan Wolverines. That's a 629 tip-off. And then after that, we have a game between the number one seed Arizona Wildcats against the five-seed Houston Cougars. Tip-off is going to be somewhere around 9 o'clock. Not sure if the game's a sellout, but I went on StubHub just right now just to see what would it cost. What would it cost to go to the games? And including the fees, if you wanted to be in the cheap seats, we're talking about 65 to 70 bucks to get in. Not bad for two games, right? But if you want to be front row, I saw some tickets going for about 2100 bucks. But again, that's a lot of money, right? So if you don't want to go watch the game in person and you want to maybe have some better food than what they have at the AT&T, head over to Pinkerton's Barbecue because the party is going to start during the Blitz at 4 o'clock from 4 to 7. Jason Minix and Joe Reinagle will be at Pinkerton's Barbecue, Legacy Park, a Yingling party going on, Yingling Lager Hoop City, if you will. There will be an outdoor TV screen, games, foods, drinks. The food there is amazing. The drinks there, very, very good as well. But, again, prizes and whatnot. Come celebrate the games with us. Come watch the games with us. Again, the Blitz will be on from 4 to 7 over at Legacy Park. It's downtown at Pinkerton's Barbecue. Halftime and the Blitz tomorrow will be at Pinkerton's. And then the Saturday morning hangover will also be at Pinkerton's. Come enjoy March Madness with us. Enjoy the tournament. Enjoy the games. Watch the games. Hang out with us. It's going to be a fantastic time. But pledge. This is a great day, baby. we got a lot going on. We're live on Facebook and YouTube right now. I'll be on in a moment. I have a little issue with my camera right now, but no worries. Uh, but we have a lot going on today. We have tickets to give away to Alamo Heights night over at University of Encarta Ward, one of the Fiesta events going on. Also on this show, giving away tickets to see country superstar Luke Bryan in concert. He'll be at the AT&T Center on August 25th. But right now, Pledge, normally you and I are like five feet from each other. We have a glass that separates the two of us. But today, I'm about, I don't know, about 40 miles away from you. I'm up 35. I am between New Braunfels and San Marcos right now at John Wayne Service Company because they are celebrating the NASCAR event that is going on this weekend in Austin. They're also hiring people here. So there's a big push here. It's called Fast Track to the Trades. 
We'll be getting in and talking about that. But we have special guests coming in. At 1225, we have NASCAR driver Jeb Burton, who will join us, along with his father, Ward Burton, who I got a chance to meet earlier this morning. Ward was so funny. I cannot wait to have him on here. He won the Daytona 500 20 years ago. And I said, hey, it's been 20 years. And he goes, that long? Fantastic, man. So I'm looking forward to that. Again, Jeb and Ward Burton joining us at 1225. At 1245, we'll show you how you can get a job at John Wayne Service Company, a fantastic place to work. Fantastic. We're talking about AC, heating, public plumbing, and electrical. The thing is, man, they told me that no experience is necessary. So 1245, they'll talk to you about how to do this. Again, this whole thing's going on in New Braunfels over at John Wayne Service Company, having a great time. I'm taking a look right now at the 27 car. I wanted to get in it, but I was afraid that my fat butt would, you know, do something to the tires, make it an illegal vehicle, if you will. But uh, it's fantastic. People can come by, take pictures with the car, can uh, meet the driver as well. It's going to be a fantastic time. Again, bunch of NASCAR events going on at Circuit of the Americas this weekend in Austin. Uh, we're talking multiple races uh, of, of different classes and whatnot. It's amazing. So we're having a fun time out here. I am outdoors under a tent right now. It is beautiful weather, and they're serving food. We've got about 50 people who work for John Wayne and their guests here hanging out checking things out. But again, uh, if you're driving out here in the New Braunfels area or you want to meet a NASCAR driver, we're basically, if you're coming from San Antonio north, just think about it being five or six miles past Bucky's, okay, on the, on the right-hand side. That's basically where we are at. But Pledge, it is a big day. Again, uh, I'm, so, I'm so excited to be here. I actually feel honored to be out here doing a radio show. This is a great event out here. And, uh, again, Jeb and Ward Burton will be on the air with us in about 20 minutes or so. Lots to talk about in sports. Uh, obviously, we have to get into the Spurs game from last night. You know, uh, Deshaun Watson might not be out of the woods yet. Uh, just found out that uh, he might be facing yet another charge, or a possible charge, rather. So he's not out of the woods yet. Hey, Houston Texans don't care at this point, right? I mean, not they my got problem. Their not my problem. They got their haul. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And then also... Coach K, this might be his last game, and I know I feel like I'm going to win either way because I want to see Coach K make a big run to end his career, but in his way tonight, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. So part of me is torn, man. I'm like, yeah, I want to see Coach K make his run, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind seeing Tech make yet another run Try to get that national title. That would be amazing. So we'll get into all the games and preview them all as well. But, again, halftime goes from 12 to 2, sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. Coming at you live from technically it's New Braunfels, but really we're between New Braunfels and San Marcos right now. But, Pledge, let's get into last night's game. Spurs beat the living crap out of the Portland Trailblazers in Portland, 133-96. to No Dame Lillard. Several other Portland players were out. It was a glorified G League team, a man. But, you know, the Spurs took care of business, and they took care of business early. DeJounte Murray, 28 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Keldon Johnson, 26 points, had 5 three-pointers. Uh, Devin Vassell looked really good in the first quarter, knocked down 4 three-pointers himself. Yaka Pertl with a career-high 6 blocks in 24 minutes. And as a team... 
The Spurs knocked down 19 three-pointers, including a team record 13 in a single half. When it's all said and done, as of right now, the Spurs are one and a half games behind the New Orleans Pelicans for the 10th spot to get into the play-in tournament and only two and a half games, sorry, two games behind the Lakers because they lost last night. Only nine games to go in the regular season. Pledge, when I said that the Spurs beat the living crap out of the Blazers, you seem to get excited. Are you excited? I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Isn't that sad? That's that. That that right there is fantastic analysis by James Pledger. Just saying, it is what it is. You know, I take it. I look at it in a variety of different ways. First of all, it's nice to see three-point shots go down. Okay, and one of the things that the Spurs have done all season long is play up to the competition and play down to the competition. They do that all the time. You know, they go off and they beat, you know, a, a Denver, a Utah. They go out and beat Phoenix and Golden State on the road. And they do all of that, and then they lay eggs against these really, really bad teams, play poorly against Oklahoma City, you know, get their butts handed to them by the New Orleans Pelicans most recently. That's just kind of the Spurs' way right now. But what they have done over the past couple of weeks, however, is they have gone out and actually taken care of business. And last night, again, they played a glorified G League team. I, I would go ahead and assume, Pledge, that some of these teams that are in San Antonio right now for the Sweet 16 could have taken the Portland Trailblazers toe-to-toe yesterday. That was a bad team that they played. But, hey, they got up early, and they didn't have to – you know, use 30 to 35 minutes for the star players. DeJounte Murray, Keldon, I mean, uh, Jakob only played 24 minutes. We're talking about between 22 and 28 minutes for most of the starters. So they could, uh, you know, not spend so much energy. But I take a look at it, and the Spurs took care of business, man. And I don't know how else to put it other than the fact that that they, they, they beat a down team that had lost 10 out of 12 games coming in. And, you know... Congratulations. And right now, uh, you use the phrase uh, going ass backwards into the uh, play-in tournament. That very well may be true because I take a look at it. One and a half games behind New Orleans. New Orleans in action tonight against the Chicago Bulls. But who do the Spurs play again this weekend? They play the the, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, my God. The Spurs have a chance to potentially, if Chicago takes care of business today, potentially tie New Orleans for the 10th spot this weekend, and at that point, it is game on. But the Spurs, for some reason, get really, really close. They get one game away, and then they shoot themselves in the foot, or they bench players, or something like that. But Pledge, do you think this is the weekend? Is this the weekend that the Spurs finally get over the hump and tie New Orleans for that 10th spot? Well, you're one and a half games up. You could be within a game by tonight. And then you get to play the Pelicans coming off a back-to-back because not only are they playing Chicago tonight, they got to play San Antonio tomorrow. And not only is it a back-to-back, the thing about it is is that that game has an early tip-off. It's a 4 o'clock tip-off. And it's funny because the Spurs historically do really bad 
when it comes to these afternoon games historically. But these aren't the same Spurs. I mean, this isn't Tim, Tony, and Manu coming out there and playing at the AT&T Center. So I'm not going to say that the Spurs play bad in, in the day, but just historically, that's just been the way. But it is on the road. It is in New Orleans this weekend. Uh, the Spurs next week have back-to-back games against the very same Portland Trail Blazers that they beat the crap out of last night. Both games at the AT&T Center. To me, Pledge, those games right there are automatic wins. Portland at this point is trying to lose. You know, I talk about Team Tank, and I don't want the Spurs to, like, literally roll over. I, I want them to to try to, to, to play well, especially if they have the young guys out there. And I got disappointed a couple of times this week, and I shouldn't have because, again, acquired taste, acquired hypocrite. I was basically, um, you know, I, I had said in the past, if the young guys win, the young guys win. But it's so weird seeing teams like Portland right now who you know are trying to lose because they have an opportunity to have not one but two picks in the top ten because they own another team's pick. And, um, you know, right now some of these teams are, are rolling over. Portland's saying, come get the win. You've got New Orleans. And on top of that, the, the, the quote-unquote tough games that the Spurs have to end the season – those teams might be resting their players. They might already be locked into a three, four, or five spot in the West or in the East, so they may not want to play their guys. So the Spurs may very well make their way into the play-in tournament. And the one thing I don't, I, I don't know about it, though, the one thing I don't know is whether or not the Spurs are actually playing better or not. Are the Spurs playing better, or are the Spurs just playing bad competition? That is what I'm trying to wrap my head around. But again, 19 three-pointers is 19 three-pointers. We never see stuff like that from the Spurs. Adam on Facebook Live asked the question, does Ward and Greg bring pictures to sign? Uh, I didn't see them with any uh, signs or or any photos out here. I'm not saying that they don't have that, but uh, I wouldn't doubt it. They seem very, very nice, and they're going to be meeting people out here. Again, I'm live right now from John Wayne Service Company between New Braunfels and San Marcos. Uh, And we're here celebrating the fact that NASCAR is coming to Austin this weekend, several races. And we have Jeb Burton out here who's going to be racing on Saturday. And Ward Burton, his father, Daytona 500 winner from 20 years ago, also here kind of hanging out. And it's a great time, great atmosphere. They've got food out here. Uh, it's, It's great weather. It's all covered. We're under this canopy. Uh, so it's having a great time out here. But, Pledge, going back to the Spurs, man, you know, I said I mentioned yesterday on the Blitz because uh, I somehow had a five-minute cameo on the Blitz last night. Uh, we were over at Texas Cheerleaker number 2 on Petranco Road, and I was there just kind of saying hi to everybody, and Minix was like, come on in, come on in and talk to me. And Joe Reinagle and I 100% agreed that the Spurs are not going after the New Orleans Pelicans they're going after the L.A. Lakers. That's the team to jump over. Even though right now Lakers are 9, Pelicans are 10, I personally believe that we have to jump over the Lakers to get into the play-in tournament because New Orleans is trying to get in to the play-in. They're trying to get in. Um, are you they saying have the no Lakers reason aren't? to fall back. No, I don't think so. I think the Lakers right now, honestly, just want to go on vacation. I honestly think that I think that uh, LeBron James may think that the play-in tournament tournament is beneath him. 
He has talked trash about it in the past, about how it's stupid, and he wouldn't want to be in it, and, and they don't deserve to be there. So why would he want to play in a play-in tournament that he, in fact, has trashed? So I don't think that the Lakers are trying to win anymore. I think they're trying. I mean, they played decently yesterday. I mean, fine. But I don't think they would get their, their feelings hurt if they don't actually make the play-in tournament. But it's funny, last night, Spurs win that game, and all I'm getting on Twitter is people reaching out and uh, saying, hey, I wonder how Mike's going to take it if the Spurs keep winning. And, you know, again, big Spurs fan. But you can't. I'm not going to get excited about last night's win against the Trailblazers. Pledge, again, who was leading point, uh, point score for the, uh, or one of them for the Trailblazers? What was his name? He used to play for the Spurs? Uh, I want to say it was uh, Drew Eubanks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Drew Eubanks. Drew Eubanks. That guy that the Spurs got rid of. And, uh, yeah, he, I think they sent him to Toronto, and then Toronto uh, bailed on him. And, uh, yeah, so Drew Eubanks, who basically, you know, he played a few years with the Spurs, you know, made his way up through the G League, got a career, got a contract, and then eventually uh, got shipped out because, you know, the Spurs did not consider him to be one of the four best bigs. Now, think about that. One of the four best bigs the Spurs have. They're like, nope, Portal's better than you, Drew. Nope. You know, uh, Zach Collins is better than, than you now that he's back from injury. And then you take a look at the other bigs. Jock Landale started getting more minutes than Drew Eubanks. So Drew Eubanks goes to Portland, and the dude is starting – getting 25 or 30 minutes, putting up 18 to 20 points the last couple of games. Uh, I'm, I'm glad for him. I'm glad that he is making a mark and still in the league and still making money. But the fact of the matter is that that is who the Spurs beat yesterday. The Spurs beat a team that featured the Spurs' former fourth-string center. That's who we beat yesterday. So, I don't know. To quote you, Pledge, it kind of is what it is. But, again, the Spurs, uh, one and a half games behind uh, New Orleans right now, two games behind the Lakers. And I'm pretty excited about uh, I'm pretty excited about just how this is all going to finish because, to me, it's all going to come down to the very last two or three games and how everything is going to play out. But as of now, the Spurs still have three first-round draft picks. Uh, Toronto... That pick I was a little bit worried about because the Spurs were within three games of losing that pick and moving it to next year. But uh, Charlotte lost yesterday, so I think that one that one should be safe. The Spurs should have three, but no one thinks that the Spurs are actually going to draft three people. Again, tonight, March Madness is in San Antonio. AT&T Center, Villanova, Michigan, Arizona, Houston. Pledge. This is fantastic, man. How excited are you that March Madness, the Sweet 16, is back in San Antonio, and then we'll have the Elite Eight this weekend as well. I mean, it's cool. I'd still rather have the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. The fi- <laughs> no, no, no kidding. No kidding, you know. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed it when schools come by and hang out over here. And I, I like going to the Riverwalk or to SeaWorld and seeing these teams. I remember before the uh, Alamo Bowl, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I, it was when Oregon was here. I remember my wife and I were over at SeaWorld, and we just happened to bump into the Oregon football team. And it's so cool for them to kind of come out 
enjoy the city and, and all the sights and sounds. And then you go downtown, whether it be for March Madness or the Final Four or whatnot. You go and you interact with people who are coming in from different parts of the country, which is so weird because they did not know that they were going to be coming here. I mean, they didn't know that the Sweet 16, that, I mean, it was just like up, up until about a week or two ago that they realized what region they were going to be in. And then after that, you know, they, their teams have to go on and win. The easiest one's going to be the Houston Cougars. I mean, they're going to come down I-10, and they're going to come, and, and that's a day trip, right, to come in and watch the Cougars play. But when you take a look at, like, you know, teams like, uh, uh, whether it be teams like Villanova coming in from Pennsylvania or Arizona, that's harder to kind of come on in and, and, uh, and enjoy. But, man, those are diehard fans that make it to San Antonio for March Madness, you know, for the events and for the sights and sounds. It's absolutely fantastic and amazing, and I cannot wait Cannot wait to be out at Pinkerton's this weekend to watch the games. Again, over at Legacy Park downtown, great food, great drinks, great atmosphere. We'll be outside. The weather's going to be great. I'm not a weatherman, but from what I understand, I can read a a weather app. It's going to be great. But, man, I'm super excited. We are live in New Braunfels right now. When we come back, we're going to have NASCAR driver Jeb Burton and his father, Daytona 500 winner Wade Burton. Joining us over here in New Braunfels, this is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Take a break from the This is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com, and we are on the road in New Braunfels, Texas, baby. We're here at John Wayne Service Company celebrating NASCAR coming to Austin, Texas. And right now, I am joined by Jeb Burton and his father, Ward Burton. Both of them NASCAR drivers, former NASCAR driver, current NASCAR driver. Jeb, you are racing this weekend. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. So it's fantastic because we have a lot of people here enjoying the food, and we're also helping people get jobs out here, which is amazing. But you have the 27 car out here. And what can people expect when they come out here to this event? Because, again, it's going till 3 o'clock. Yeah, so uh, Dad and I are out here signing autographs and uh, taking photos with fans and uh you can come here and apply to work for John Wayne Service Company. they got a bunch of technicians they're trying to hire, and uh, you can get right out of high school and start making a bunch of money. That's amazing. You know, you have the 27 car out there. I saw you get in there. You are a lot thinner than me. I was going to ask to see if I can get inside the car, but to you be honest fit. with you, I might fit. Okay, but what would happen, though, is I would bust one of the tires and make it not <laughs> not street legal, not race legal if that happens. But, uh, you know, I'm always fascinated by, by NASCAR because, you know, when I was growing up, in order to go to NASCAR or go to any of the races, I had to go to the Texas Motor Speedway or someplace in Fort Worth. And from San Antonio, that's like a five-hour drive, right? And at that point, you have 100,000 people there watching the race. and But now, because it's that Circuit of the Americas out here just outside of Austin, I mean, that's an hour and a half away. There's no excuse to have, to go out there. Yeah, I think it's uh, great that we have two races in Texas in totally different parts of the state because Texas is pretty much the size of two states. Uh, so it's great that we have uh, two tracks in Texas. We race in Texas three times a year. 
uh, actually won at Fort Worth uh, a couple years ago. So Texas has always been good to me. I always love coming out here and uh, seeing a bunch of blue-collar, hard-working folks. And um, finished 10th at Circus of America's last year, so hopefully I can be a couple of spots better this week. Very cool. I'm always interested in see what makes people tick, okay, because racing – not everybody can do it, okay? The fastest driver that I know of, aside from you, is my wife, okay? My wife on Rush Hour is just crazy. We have that insurance thing where they, they, they monitor how fast you start and stop, and we get, like, notifications on her all the time. I think it's amazing. So my wife, Selena, is the, is the best and worst driver that I know. But, you know, to get in there, not everybody can do that. And what makes you tick when it comes to that? Like, what... Is it the thrill of the race? Is it just a job? Is it is it fun? How do you how do you describe your emotions, your feelings when you're out there on the track? You just want to win. Um, com- you know, you're a competitor, and, and it's not easy. Um, it's really hard and difficult. Everything has to work out right. The car has to be good. Pit crew has to be good. It's so hard to win these races. That's why you don't see the same guy doing it every week. And when you do, their equipment's just so much better than everybody else out there normally is why they're doing it so um our sport is a lot different than other sports we have so many other different moving parts where a quarterback just has an offensive line of receivers we have you know different bolts and different people working on the car in the shop and different mechanics and aerodynamics and pit crews and a bunch of different things that can play into how you run so it's really difficult, and when it all comes together, it, uh, it's pretty special. That is Jeb Burton, NASCAR driver, racing this weekend, Circuit of the Americas in Austin. Now, I was talking to your dad. It's one of those things where you don't see the same winner every week, but you always see some sort of family lineage or some sort of families. It's like in the business. It's a family business to be racing. When did you know that you wanted to race? Uh, probably when I was around 9 or 10 years old. I started messing around a little bit with go-karts and was always playing baseball or football, and then really started getting more involved when I was about 12 to 13 and really started racing then and knew that's what I wanted to do. Your dad said he's just glad there's just one kid that is racing because it's got to be tough. So Ward Burton is with us right now. Uh, former driver, you know, you, re- you retired back in 2006 and, uh, you know, 2002. I, I, I met you early today, and I said, man, it's been 20 years since the Daytona 500. You won the Daytona 500 back in 2002. And uh, going to be honest with you, went back in time last night. I watched the last probably 20 laps or so. It was kind of, I, Going back, I was like, man, I remember that race. <laughs> I remember Sterling getting out of the car right. and, and, and getting uh, penalized for that, and then the restart and all that stuff, and then the Fords kind of uh, made a nice little wall there, nice little line there for you. But uh, going back in time, it's been 20 years. Can you believe it's been that long since you won that race? No, sir. Feels like yesterday. But, you know, obviously a very special day for myself, my family, all the people that had helped us over the years to get to that point, and the, obviously the race team and our partners then. But uh, I remember the ones that got away that we should have won as more or just <laughs> as much as that day. It's like poker, right? You remember the ones that you lose, not the big hands that you do win. Yes, you know? sir. So it, it's it's amazing. Now you see your son race, and, and we talked about the fact that you said that uh, – you, you're you're glad that only one child is doing this. What is it like being on the outside looking in and seeing your son race? So I think you know any anybody that has a child, male or female, knows what it feels like when they're playing a sport, just a regular sport. It could be soccer, baseball, football, whatever. 
and you see them, even when they're exceeding, you want to be able to help them. You want to be able to do it better. You want to be able to, in some cases, do it for them. Well, add that with steroids or something <laughs> like I would feel when you have an element of danger and you're absolutely helpless. You have no control over anything. So what Jeb was referring to on, on the racing, then think about the things that you can't control. You can't control a tire going down. You can't control the, on a really dangerous wreck that Jeb was involved with at Daytona, a mistake that someone else made, but it dictated hit the outcome of his race. And then there was another comparator right next to Jeb that was in the fence that pretty much was such a horrific wreck, it took the motor out of the car, the rear end out of the car. So. When I was sitting there watching it, I thought it was my son. My heart went out of my chest. The emotion, me trying to get to a TV screen where I was physically watching the race to make sure my son was okay. So you add all of that to the, uh, to the event of racing, it, uh, it's a feeling that uh, as a parent it took a long time to get used to. Still never really going to ever be used to it. you got no control of anything. Yeah, you, you bring up a really good point. It might not be a mistake that he does. It might just be a part of the vehicle. It might be someone else's mistake, and you're just wrong place at the wrong time. Yes, sir. And, that, you know, in motorsports and, you know, when you're going fast and you're never going fast enough, uh, things happen quick, and things happen that's just out of your control. And that's a part of racing you never get used to, but that's racing. And what's it like... Uh- now, knowing that your father was, was, was racing for many, many years and you grew up in that business, um, do you feel that you have a little bit of an advantage knowing that your dad can give pointers or has experienced what you're experiencing yourself? Is it a good thing to have uh, someone who's like your father or another family member that's in the same line of work? I, I think so. Uh, I think I've kind of passed the point now of so many things he can help me with. I'm kind of on my own, but um, he helps me with things that he sees and um things after the race and stuff like that um but i'm doing it myself now and uh you know i'm 29 years old and some of the things if i hadn't figured out by now i'm kind of in yeah. trouble you know so um i got a, a pretty good team behind me and a bunch of guys that are working really hard and hopefully uh we can keep growing the team that i'm at and, and we can start to be able to win races what can people expect at a nascar race as a fan because it's one of those things it's different then go into the AT&T Center to watch the Spurs or to go to uh, go watch the UT Longhorns play or the Cowboys play. What makes it special or different to be at a NASCAR event? The difference is you, can, you can't go down and get beside Tom Brady before he throws the football. You can get beside us and get our autograph every single weekend. You can, the access is totally different. Um, you can be on pit road. You can sit on the pit boxes. You can be right around us in the garage. It's just totally different access. Uh, than any other sport. A couple of quick things, and I'll let you guys go. Uh, are you a sports fan other than racing? Oh, yeah. what, what, what do you get into? What do you guys get into when it comes to sports? Dad doesn't really watch any sports, but <laughs> I, I, I like uh, college football, college basketball, big Virginia Tech fan, um, and both of those. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I like. Sorry about Virginia Tech. They played Texas in the first <laughs> round of the uh, NCAA. They were st- a lot of people thought Virginia Tech was going to win that game because uh, UT has a very questionable offense. But have they still been winning? 
Well, no, they they lost in the round of 32. Uh, but March Madness is actually in San Antonio today. Okay. Uh, the South region is going on, so we've got two games going on today: Houston, uh, Villanova in action. So it's going to be fantastic over in San Antonio. Uh, you said that you're a college football fan. Is it also Virginia Tech? Yes, sir. So V Tech basketball, all yes, all that. Sir. Okay. NFL at all? No, not really. No. That's fascinating because there are a lot of people who just you know gravitate it's towards politics one to the other. and NFL. I like the college stuff. There you go. There you go. Now, real quick, uh, well, doesn't have to be real quick, but, you know, fast track to trades is one of the things that is being celebrated over here. It's not only to, to meet both of you guys and not only to see the 27 car, but also talk about how to help people get some really good paying jobs, maybe change their lives. And, and in the trades, we are right now at John Wayne Service Company in New Braunfels. And guess what? They're hiring. They're interviewing people. People are applying right now in front of us. How important is it to, to be involved in something like this? Well, yesterday we visited two different high schools with kids that are that are uh, learning these trades at a young age, men and women. Uh, so that's pretty cool to see, and a lot of these folks right out of high school can get jobs and come here to work for John Wayne. You don't have to go to college and be in debt for 15 years, and a lot of these folks are making more money than lawyers and doctors because, uh, you know, the trades is what what this country needs right now. We need people to go out there and install hot water heaters and HVAC and plumbing and all kind of different things. So uh, the things John Wayne are doing uh, to to help you get out in the field is pretty special. And you'll be able to see that logo drive by in Austin, oh, yeah. right? Circuit of the Americas this weekend. And Ward, tell me about uh, about the, the the job issue here because I think it's fascinating. Because when I was growing up, it was always about you know you have to go to college and get into debt in order to get a job and whatnot. But I tell you what, plumbers, electricians, those who do HVAC and stuff like that, they make really good money, have really solid careers. And what I like about it over here is they're saying you don't need to have experience, but you need to have some sort of some sort of mentality to to be successful at this well so you know it's it's universal uh of trying to find people to get in the workforce and whatever trade it may be right uh my generation were taught by our parents at a very early age of what work and work ethic was in some cases we're we're missing some of that with this generation coming up I'm lucky with my son and my children that uh, that we taught them good work ethics. But more importantly, of the partnership that Jeb has with John Wayne, is they and all the employees from this from the family Don all that founded this company. They they live off and work off a set of principles that's based on character and honor, and that's the way they treat all their employees. I can't tell you how many employees I've talked to just today that are so happy and been with this company for decades. You know, there's so much opportunity to work for a company that cares about their employees. So men and women, if y'all are looking for a great opportunity, they're always hiring, and they want people that have the can-do attitude because that's what this company is based off of. And, you know, you can, like Jeff said, not only make a good living and and take care of your family but you're going to be with a company that cares about you and that you can make a difference in your community and be a part of the community and part of this company so it's a great opportunity and all you got to do is go to johnwayne.com or or dial 210 
293-6788. And these opportunities are right here every day. And keep in mind, johnwayne.com, that is without the H, that is J-O-N. W-A-Y-N-E. Now, you did recommend a John Wayne movie for me because I told you that I did movie reviews. You said it's called The Cowboys? It's called The Cowboys. It's the only movie that I'm aware of that John Wayne actually perished. But it's really interesting of us being here with the John Wayne Company because John Wayne taught these young kids that were moving a herd of cattle in Texas to a market and those young young kids turn into men throughout the course of the movie and it was all based on John Wayne and the cook teaching them a set of principles to live by so it, it's really, it's really, it really fits into this. If you want to talk about a movie, a documentary. Do you all agree on movies? Do you all agree on movies at all? Yeah, I, li- I like uh, Western movies. Very cool, very cool. Well, I'll check that one out, but I appreciate it. Jeb Burton, Ward Burton, again, you are racing this weekend. Jeb, yes, good luck this weekend. Circuit of the Americas in Austin. We are live at John Wayne Service Company in New Braunfels. You can come check out. Both gentlemen get some autographs. Check out the 27 car, the John Wayne car. When we come back, we'll have a John Wayne representative talking a little bit more about the opportunities that are over here. Later on, obviously, more sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. Deshaun Watson might not be out of the woods yet, and we'll also break down Texas Tech versus Duke. Is it Coach K's last game? This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Jason Minix and I will get you caught up in the latest news, moves, and more this afternoon, 4 to 7, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. That's right. And speaking of Joe Reinagle, you can win tickets to see the opening round of the Valero Texas Open on the Blitz all week long. We've got a pair of tickets to Friday's second round, which is March 31st at TPC San Antonio. Come check out Rory McIlroy. Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, fantastic. And again, the Blitz tonight from 4 to 7 will be at the Yingling Lager Hoop City at Pinkerton's Pledge. We're showing the games, baby, at Legacy Park. Big screen out there. Are you going to be out there either of the nights, Pledge? For John Wayne, or for the The, Hoop the City? Yingling Hoop City, yeah. Well, you know I'm going to be out there Saturday because the Saturday morning hangover's out there. Well, that's right, but I mean, I want to party one of these nights, a Thursday night or a Friday night. You know, it's going to be great tonight because you actually have the games that are local that are going to be playing. So I'm looking forward to tonight's game. Again, the uh, Sweet 16 here in San Antonio, Michigan against Villanova, the early game, the 629 tip-off. And then around 9 o'clock, we have the one seed, Arizona Wildcats against the Houston Cougars. Find it fascinating that it's a one seed against a five seed, but right now, Arizona's only favored by a point and a half in Vegas right now. It's going to be a great, great night at the AT&T Center. But if you can't make it to the games, make it out to Pinkerton's Legacy Park right across from Pinkerton's. Great food, great drinks. Again, the Blitz will be on from 4 to 7. What's your Welcome. favorite uh, game today? My favorite game today is going to be that Houston game because I think Houston is just one of those teams that people just don't keep an eye on. And... Again, it's it's one of those things where you, you watch more and more of college basketball as you get closer to the conference tournaments and March Madness. So I'm not going to say sit here and say that I was watching Houston back in November, December, and January, but you start picking it up in February, and you see, hey, these are talented teams out there, so much so that even Vegas thinks that Houston has a chance. It's also, I mean, come on, if Houston fans make their way down here, 
I don't want to say that it's going to be a home game in San Antonio, but I mean, come on, there's a big difference between going from San Antonio from Houston to San Antonio than it is going from Tucson to San Antonio on a on a quick notice. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there's a red out at the AT&T Center and a lot of Houston Cougar fans out there. But welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. We're on ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Currently live. We're live over in New Braunfels at John Wayne Service Company. We're celebrating fast tracks to the trades. And right now I'm joined by Don Rackler, who's the owner of John Wayne Service Company. Again, they do heating, plumbing, electrical, AC, and all that stuff. Because right now, my understanding is these are good jobs and you are hiring right now. Yes, sir, we are. So what do you look for when someone applies for a job? Because we saw somebody sitting down, filling out an application just right now. I mean, are you looking for experience? Are you looking for an attitude? What do you look for in hiring someone? Well, primarily, if you're new to the trade, we're looking for the attitude. But actually, we're looking for the attitude all across the board. But if you're like a young uh, man just coming out of high school uh, looking to get in the trades, we're looking for an attitude. We're looking for somebody who is teachable, trainable. Uh, that's primarily what you look for it now. If there's another guy, that, other people that already have experience in the trade, we're looking for attitude as well. But we're looking for skilled people and unskilled people because we have the John Wayne Academy for Technical Excellence where we will bring you into the trade. Uh, it's a three-month course. We pay to go to school. Uh, you graduate in three months into your own truck, become a maintenance technician, and th- that job starts around $50,000 a year plus full benefits and your own service vehicle. Very nice. And what's the high end? You know, someone's been working here for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. How much can someone make on the upside as they progress in their career? We have guys that make over $200,000 a year as service technicians. Amazing. And, yes. and no college needed for this. No, no college. You just need to know how to do something, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you, got to, you got to be skilled and trained. You got to know your job. And uh, we have the we have the wherewithal to make that happen for you, and we have people that uh, when you're uh, if you're stumped on a job or whatever, they have resources. So you're, so you're not alone, right? You, when you when you get started on here, even though you finish that three month program, I'm going to assume that you're not an expert at that point. You have to have on the job type of training. Well, sure, absolutely. And you know, as young guys first starting out, that's why we start them in the maintenance position. Uh, it's not as a skillful job, but you know, we don't want to put you out there and, and overwhelm you. Uh, there is a lot to know. There's a lot to learn, and actually, uh, you learn something every day on a good day. Uh, I've been in this trade for almost 50 years, and there's still things to be learned. Not only are we celebrating the fast tack- track to the trades, but also celebrating the fact that NASCAR is just down the street. We're between New Braunfels and San Marcos right now, right? And at the Circuit of Americas, just down the road, closer to Austin, we have NASCAR events going on all weekend long. How proud are you going to be to see the 27 car going around with that John Wayne name on it? That is going to be amazing. That is, uh, that's a first for us. And so we're very proud uh, to be associated with Jeb and Ward. And uh, they're just great people on top of all that. They're, they're good people, good, honest, decent people. And we're, just, we're proud to be associated with people like that. It's, it's pretty fantastic. We got to meet them in the last segment. They were talking about what it's like to be in the business as a family. Uh, you know, Ward was talking about as a father, now from the outside looking in. It's, it's, it's fantastic to talk about to these people about what makes them tick and, you know, what gets them going. But it's, it's also fascinating to know that, you know, this company can be involved in a sport, that you guys can be part of that. So you're not only cheering for the, the, the fan, you're cheering for the car, you're cheering for the name. There's so much going on in there. You said this is, this is new to the company? Yes, we've never sponsored a race car before, so this is a, this is a new venture for us. 
Very cool. Now, this whole event is going on till about 3 o'clock, That's correct. correct. Yes, and people can come by, uh, meet Jeb, meet Ward, check out that 27 card. More importantly, come in and also try to get a job as well. What's the interview process like when someone applies over here? What's well, the, the turnaround of being contacted and things like that? Well, uh, it depends, but, you know, typically we, we do have our, our – uh, our human resources person here today and will be, be able to greet you and, and give you the, the written application. That's the, that's the starting process. And then we will review that and then we'll call you back for, for an interview. You can also go online and you can do it at johnwayne.com. You can interview right there. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we take it from there. I want to emphasize that is spelled johnwayne.com. That's spelled J-O-N-W-A-Y-N-E. Take out the H. It's not like the actor. It's John Wayne without the H. This is fantastic. You know, it's a great day out here. And what I like about it is we see a lot of the John Wayne employees over here, and it looks to be kind of like a family over here. Everyone seems to be getting along, enjoying the food, enjoying the weather. You picked a perfect day for this. <laughs> we were blessed, my friend. Very cool. So are you going to the race uh, on Saturday? Yes, sir. Saturday? I'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. Yeah. What are you looking forward to over there? Have you been? Are you a NASCAR fan? I, you know, I used to be a big NASCAR fan, but uh, over the years, I've just kind of slipped away from me. But uh, you know, back in my day, I used to have a little race car. I used to run out the, on the track, uh, Highway 16 Raceway. That's really? way back in the 70s. And were, were you behind the wheel? I was. And I hit the wall. <laughs> I crashed. Everyone knows how fast they, they, they one time well, got. What was the fastest you ever got? Well, we were in the lowest class of cars. They called it the Thunder class. Yeah. Uh, they would probably maybe get 90 miles an hour in the straightaway. Okay. But, you know. Now, I, I was part of a race. Uh, I went to Las Vegas, and I was at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And a friend of mine invited me out there, and we got to pick out a car and, and race. And it wasn't on the oval, but it was on the... Uh, the, the, the track, I guess you could say, and uh, I, I got it to 117. I got super excited about that. 117 was the fastest I got. It was in a Ferrari, uh, but it was fun times, but uh, I did not hit the wall because I had somebody there <laughs> sitting passenger, sitting shotgun going, okay, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. He goes, you can floor it for seven seconds, and then you got to slow down or you're hitting all those tires up there, but fantastic. I'm glad that you're looking forward to the races this weekend. Have you ever been to a NASCAR event? I have. Okay. Several times. Because it's like it's a different world. It's, 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 a, it's like you go to football games, not everybody tailgates. Right. You go to basketball games, there's no tailgating. But at NASCAR, you don't go for just the race. You go for the weekend. It yeah. is an experience. Yeah, they have events going on all day long uh, before the races. There's events all day long, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, concerts and what have you. Very nice. That is Don Rackler, owner of John Wayne Service Company. Again, we're out in New Braunfels out here. Like I said, if you're coming from San Antonio, just go about five miles past the Buckies. We're on the right-hand side. Again, they're hiring over here. We have Jeb Burton, Ward Burton out here as well. NASCAR drivers, former NASCAR driver, Daytona 500 winner. You can come meet a former Daytona 500 winner. I told him, I said, it's been 20 years he goes, man, it's been that long. But the 20-year anniversary just passed. We have the 27 car over here with the name John Wayne on it. We're going to be cheering them on. Again, they're racing this weekend at the Circuit of Americas in Austin. Fantastic. We have another hour to come here. Thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. We have another hour to come here on Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. When we come back, we'll be talking about the latest involving Deshaun Watson. Coach K. I mean, who are we cheering for here, man? Are we cheering for Coach K because it's his last run? This could be his last game ever coaching in the NCAA. 
for Duke, or are we cheering for those Texas Tech Red Raiders, or do we win either way? We'll also be breaking down the Spurs. Should we be proud of those wins? I mean, the Spurs have been getting some W's recently, but, you know, I mean, come on, really? Should we be proud of some of these wins? This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Welcome back to our number two of halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, on the go at com, and on the road at John Wayne Service Company out in New Braunfels. Got to hang out in the last hour with Jeb Ward, Jeb and Ward, rather, who's uh, racing, Jeb Burton and Ward Burton. Jeb Burton's racing over at the Circuit of Americas this weekend. Ward Burton, the Daytona 500 winner from 20 years ago. Fantastic, man. I got to watch Pledge. I got to watch his race from 20 years ago. Got on YouTube. Called it up. The last 30 minutes was amazing. Fantastic. But uh, welcome back to the show. We do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. Here's the thing. You know, in the last hour, we talked about the fact that Deshaun Watson might not be out of the woods yet. Personally, anyway. Because the New York Times is reporting that another grand jury is convening and may file a charge against the star quarterback. Now, this is a star quarterback that was formerly of the Houston Texans who got shipped over to the Cleveland Browns last week in a blockbuster trade. And I liked what you said, Pledge. You said, not our problem anymore. But the thing about it is that we all thought that he was out of, out of trouble because it was going to be just a civil issue now. These 22 ladies, it was going to be one of those things where uh, it's going to be non-disclosure agreements. He's going to have to spend some money, pay some money, whatever the case may be. But the fact of the matter is, is that that was Harris County that dropped any charges against him. But there is another county in Texas that is that is considering a charge against him. And Pledge, do you think this is going to derail things even longer do you think that this is something that might actually prevent him from playing this upcoming season? No. Because no. I look at, at what's going on out there, and the counties are individual of, the, of themselves. So wherever these massages took place, each one, wherever it happened, can look to file a complaint or a criminal charge or a grand jury indictment if they so choose but the problem yeah. becomes it is still he said she said and there has to be enough evidence to be able to get a convict or not a conviction but even a, a, a chance to bring it to trial to try to even garner a conviction out of it and that's just a really hard thing for any da to prove as he said she said cases no, I understand. You know, the grand jury is actually out in Brazoria County, which is close to Houston, you know, and basically, you know, I'm, I'm the more I read into this, it's interesting because, you know, it gets more and more graphic as to what is being alleged. But it's basically a, a variation of an assault. It doesn't it wasn't a rape or anything like that, but basically unwanted touching. And it talks about fluids and things like that that uh, left his body, if you will. And uh, apparently unwanted, according to the uh, person who uh, claims to be a victim of all this. Again, this is probably going to go through the whole process. I mean, I guess the good news is is that 
most of the charges, all the charges that came out of Houston and Harris County went out the window. Uh, but this one might pop up. It's not a charge yet, but it's a possibility. And because it's a possibility, we may, this may linger around Deshaun Watson for a while. But as you said, you said it the right way, Pledge. Not my problem anymore. <laughs> not the Houston Texans problem anymore. So what this could lead to, though, more so than any criminal charges against them, is more in-depth research by the NFL and possibly the league taking action at some point. Do you believe the NFL actually investigated it? Because I don't. I don't believe they investigate anything. You know, it's against their best interest to do so. But, man, I am live right now in New Braunfels, John Wayne Service Company, checking out the 27 car, which is going to be driven by Jeb Burton this weekend over at Circuit of the Americas, a NASCAR event. There's several NASCAR events this weekend. The party starts tonight in Austin, but we have some races on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Jeb races on Saturday. And I'm looking at that 27 car pledge. Dude, I want a picture inside of it. I want a picture inside of it, but I don't know if I can do it, man, because, like, it doesn't open like my Toyota Tacoma, okay? It doesn't open that way. I mean, I, I think I have to do, like, a Dukes of Hazard type of thing and go feet first into it, or I have to dive into it head first and then man- maneuver my way through and flip around like a fish. I'm worried, man, but you know what? For a photo pledge... I got to do it, man. I got to do it. Do it. (laughs) You know, I told him in the last hour, I told Jeb, I said, man, I'm going to make your car illegal because I'm going to pop a tire. I'm going to lower it too low or whatever the case may be because of my weight, because of my chubbiness. But, man, I was telling Nick over here, he's uh, engineering out here for us. I was telling him, I was like, man, I am starving. They have the food out here. But I, I have passed day five of intermittent fasting super excited about it because so far five for five i made it to the 16 hours very 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 cool hey it's also very cool that tonight the texas tech red raiders are taking on the duke blue devils you know it's interesting because uh you would think that the higher rated team or the higher ranked team duke would be favored in this game but vegas is going the other way and vegas has the red raiders favored by one Crazy game tonight because this could be the end of Coach K's career. He's announced that he's going to retire at the end of this season. The Blue Devils have played like trash most of the last month or so. They're still picking up W's, still picking up W's and getting some wins out there. But they haven't played very well, but the Red Raiders have turned it up a little bit. Now, the Red Raiders struggled a bit against Notre Dame in the last game in the round of 32. Uh, It looked as though the, the... Red Raiders were going to lose that game, but, man, they turned on that defense at the end. That center came up big, poking out the ball, getting clutch uh, clutch blocks along the way. But tonight, I'm watching this game. I'm going to be watching the games in San Antonio. Don't get me wrong, but there's also these other games in the West region. But this Duke-Texas Tech game, I think we win either way. As a sports fan, especially a sports fan in Texas, I believe we win either way because if the Red Raiders win, Baby, we got another Texas team. We're going into the Elite Eight. Fantastic. Big 12 represents. But if Tech loses, we might have that storyline, that great storyline 
of can Coach K finish on top? That legendary career, can he get another championship? And I'm taking a look at it. He has the star players out there. Paulo Bonchero finally turned it up the last game, had 19 points. The one who struggled is A.J. Griffin, who's supposed to be a first-rounder in the NBA draft this year. He struggled in the last game. But Pledge, who are you going for tonight? Who you got? You got Tech or you got Coach K? I'm going for Coach K. I want to see him get his one more ride off into the sunset, kind of leave on top. I love that storyline. It's really cool. Plus, as much as I, I want to cheer for Tech, and I do, I want to, Tech fans make it so incredibly hard for Longhorn <laughs> fans to root for them because they're just such <laughs> right now. Dude, I get it, man. I absolutely get it, man, because Texas Tech has little brother syndrome, very much like Aggie fans have. It is what it is. It's so funny because Texas Tech can be better at basketball than UT. They are better at basketball than UT. Right, right. And A&M can be better than UT at football. And they are better at football than UT and probably will be for the foreseeable future. But at the end of the day, both Tech and A&M are little brother, man. And it sucks. It absolutely sucks because you would think that they would get away from that. I mean, I feel so bad for Aggie football. You know, they went off to the SEC, made a name for themselves, getting nine wins a year. And then all of a sudden, they get out of UT's shadow for a little while, and then UT comes knocking on the door, hey, can we join the SEC? But you take a look at Texas Tech. I understand why they're upset because of the whole, their coach leaving for UT, even though that coach went back home and that's where he was from originally and all that stuff. I get that. But I understand why Texas Tech is pissed off. But you're right. They're a little chippy, man. They're, they they talk a lot of trash on, on Twitter. They talk a lot of trash when you see them. But, man, they have some die-hard fans. They, read and they, they went to Austin, the Frank Irwin Center. They shut that place down. It was a red out over there, man. There was just as much red jerseys as, as burnt orange ones out there in the stands. But I wouldn't mind if Texas Tech won. I really wouldn't, man. And I'm not pandering here, but it's just one of those things where I cheer for the state of Texas. I don't care if it's Baylor. I don't care if it's Texas Tech. Man, that's why I want the University of Houston to do well tonight at the AT&T Center. Because we should cheer for these Texas schools. Because screw the Big Ten. Screw the Pac-12. ACC, all that. Let's have Big 12 and Texas schools involved, and that's who I'm cheering for. But Coach K, it's a great story, man. It's a great story. It, it gives us a better storyline if Coach K wins, right? No doubt. But again, tonight, Sweet 16 in San Antonio at the AT&T Center. Second seed of Villanova against 11 seed Michigan, a 629 tip-off. And then somewhere around 9 o'clock, I don't know, maybe 9, 9.15, right around there, Arizona against Houston. Now, Villanova is favored by, I believe, 5 over Michigan. Arizona is favored by only a point or two over Houston. Uh, I'm fascinated by both of those games. You know, Jack Thompson, who joins you on the Saturday morning hangover, has been all about Arizona, that one seed, saying that they can go the distance. Um, you know, Villanova just takes care of business. Pledge, you and I talked about this the other day. Villanova, it's just business, baby. They're just taking care of business, and they might just find their way into the Elite Eight and Final Four. You might look back and go, 
wait a minute, this has been the most consistent team out here. Yeah, their their coach is phenomenal. Jay Wright is one of the greatest coaches in college basketball right now. Colin Gillespie, they are the highest shooting free throw percentage team left in the tournament. They, If this game's close late and it comes down to fouls and free throws, I guarantee you Villanova's going to walk away with that game at the end of it. And Texas, uh, Arizona... They're tall. They can be. They can go huge, and they've got a great score in Ben Matherin. So, it's it is what it is when you look at Arizona and Houston. But Houston is just so good defensively. The way that they were able to keep the ball out of the post in the previous round against Kofi Cokeburn. I mean, it was just textbook defense by Houston and what they were able to do. Uh, it's going to be a different animal talking about an Arizona team that can go as big as they can go and then on top of that have the scoring that they have with Matherin. But I I really, really, especially on this side of the bracket, like Villanova. You know, you mentioned Matherin. He's somebody that's rising up all these mock drafts right now. Um, he's somebody that could be available to the Spurs in that 8, 9, or 10 position if the Spurs fall in that area. But I'm looking at tomorrow's games. Start looking lower. Start looking lower, 12. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, man, you know what? The play-in tournament's not the playoffs. It's not the same. Tomorrow we've got four <laughs> games as well, Sweet 16, Purdue against St. Peter's. Okay, I see this spread as 12.5 points. This is the 6.09 tip-off tomorrow on CBS. How is it 12.5 points? How is this not a 25-point spread? Because there's no way in the world St. Peter's is going to keep up with Purdue. There's no way they're going to keep up with Jaden Ivey. Absolutely no way they're going to keep up with a seven foot four center clogging up the middle over there. I have no idea. I love the Cinderella story. I want to see St. Peter's do well. But they don't have a sister, Jean. They have no no nun on their side praying for them. This is, well, maybe they do, St. Peter's, but Saint? it's a small school. There, there you go. I just completely ruined my take right there, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to that game for the simple fact that uh, I want to make a wager on that game because I don't see how a 12-and-a-half-point spread is a thing. And there's uh, no way that they could have beaten Kentucky. And there's no way that they would have gotten past Murray State. And Kentucky was overrated, dude. Kentucky was overrated. Bunch of one-and-dones. And then they get drafted by the Spurs. Also tomorrow, over in the Midwest region, 629 tip-off. Tomorrow night, Kansas representing the Big 12 against Providence. Uh, Kansas favored by 7.5 points. 8.30 tip-off tomorrow, North Carolina against UCLA. These are the Blue Bloods, baby. Battle of the Blue Bloods, the 8-seed North Carolina Tar Heels. UCLA favored by only 2.5. And, and then a battle of double digits to end the night at 9 p.m. tomorrow on TBS. Iowa State, the 11-seed, against the 10th-seeded Miami Hurricanes. What that basically means is that we are guaranteed a double-digit seed in the Elite Eight. But again, come on, man. Is it really a Cinderella if it's Iowa State or a Miami? Cinderellas have to be for mid-majors and below, dude. That's what it is. St. Peter's is a Cinderella. That's what a Cinderella is. I don't consider Iowa State making a run as any type of Cinderella action. It's not it, baby. It's not it. That, that's from Power 5 schools in football, man. Come on. 
you just love to just poo-poo on everything. (laughs) It's not a true double-digit seed. They're good at football. You can't trust them. (laughs) You know, um, I'll poo-poo on something else, man. The most recent Spurs wins. Sorry, Spurs fans. And I'm one of you, baby. That was a good win. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you take a look at the Spurs last night. They demolished the Portland Trailblazers out there in Portland. You know, I'm sorry, but I'm not exactly excited about that particular victory. I mean, yes, they won 133-96 to over the Blazers, took care of business early and often. DeJounte Murray led the Spurs with 28.7 assists, 6 rebounds. Keldon with 26 points. Jakob, 6 blocks. Vassell had four three-pointers, 19 three-pointers for the night. I guess that's the positive that I take from the game is that the Spurs were making threes because that does not always happen. But at the end of the day, let's take a look at who the Spurs have beaten recently. Okay, let's go back to the last five or six games here. Okay, last six games, the Spurs lost to Indiana at the AT&T Center. That was back on March 12th. Nobody played that game. What's that? Nobody played in that game, though. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll go back to the last five games. Uh, T-Wolves beat the Spurs in San Antonio at the AT&T. Spurs gave up 149 points to a team that is playing well and that is going to make the playoffs. And uh, some guy named Carl Anthony Towns scored 60 points. The Spurs then followed that up by playing one of the worst teams in the league, the Oklahoma City Thunder lost a double-digit lead, and needed a shot basically at the buzzer half a second to go, whatever. A game winner from 23 feet out from Lonnie Walker, and they needed that to beat one of the worst teams in the league. They followed that up. Okay, heroic win. Yay. They followed that up with a, a loss against the Pelicans. They lost by more than 30 points, 33 to be exact, to the Pelicans, who they were fighting for for that 10 spot. Then the Spurs barely beat the Golden State Warriors. Should have lost it, right? They, the game was being iced at the free throw line. Jakob got fouled, made a free throw, missed the second one. Kelvin gets the rebound, turns it back in. The Spurs beat the Golden State Warriors on the road. That's fantastic, right? That's fantastic. But again, Draymond Green was ejected from that game, and there was no Steph Curry. And then last night, the Spurs played basically, as Rob Thompson called him on r and in the morning earlier today, an AAU team. Okay, because there was no Dame Lillard. They benched a bunch of starters because of quote-unquote injury. Some of their role players were also out. They had more players in suits than in jerseys last night, and the Spurs rolled them over because they should because that was barely, a, barely an NBA squad. The Austin Spurs would have taken that team out last night. So I'm taking a look at it, and yes, the Spurs are getting closer and closer. Spurs are now a game and a half away from New Orleans for the 10th spot. We play New Orleans this weekend. It's possible that we could tie New Orleans this weekend because New Orleans plays Chicago tonight. It's also the Spurs are just two games away from the L.A. Lakers, and the Lakers are reeling right now. Played well last night, but a loss is a loss, and the Spurs are within two games. I'm taking a look at this pledge, and I know a lot of Spurs fans are getting excited because they're looking at the standings, and I'm taking a look at it, and I'm like, well, why is everybody getting excited? Is it because we're getting close to the play-in tournament, or are they getting excited because of wins? But are these quality wins? Are these quality wins? And no, they're not. They're not. What? And, oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, so I'm taking a look at it right now. What's the last quality win the Spurs had? I'm going through. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, they beat the Jazz March 11th, but they lost to the, the Raptors before that. I mean, the last quality win the Spurs had. They've, the Spurs have had one quality win in the last month. I'm going back. I'm going back looking for a what quality is this, win. this college basketball? You need their BPI to get in. I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I'm asking the question, Pledge. Are the Spurs winning because they're playing better, or are they winning most recently because the competition is rolling over and they suck that bad? I mean, someone's got to win the game, right? Look at the end of their schedule. There's not a lot of quality wins left there either. Who, the Spurs schedule? Well, the Spurs schedule, okay, let's let's look at that. After the Pelicans, on the road against the Rockets, who you never know, man. I would never, I wouldn't, the, the Rockets are that one team that, a thorn on the side of the Spurs. Spurs should take care of business against the Rockets. They are after racing that, to the bottom. After that, John Morant comes to town to take on the Spurs on March 30th. I want to be at that game. And then somehow or another, the Portland Trailblazers are going to get an Airbnb over here because they've got two games and three nights here in San Antonio. It's like, let's not do a hotel. Let's do an Airbnb. Let's make it a weekend. Okay, so three out of four. Three out of four. And then the Spurs take on the Nuggets, the T-Wolves, the Steph Curryless Warriors, and then end the season with the Mavericks. And as Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five pointed out yesterday, it's very possible that those teams might be locked in to their spot and maybe resting players at that point. So even though they might be good teams, it's like, well, well so what? Comments coming in. Anthony Sills asks if you're a Mavs fan. Jay Resendez wants to know if you're even a fan. Am I even a fan? You know what? We're going to get into that. What does it mean to be a Spurs fan right now? Again, we're live right now. Halftime's live at John Wayne Service Company out in New Braunfels. We're celebrating the fact that NASCAR is coming to Austin, the Circuit of the Americas. We have Jeb Burton out here. He's raced that 27 car. His dad, Ward Burton, out here as well. Daytona 500 winner. Having a fantastic time. And now's the time to get your phones out. Call 656-ESPN. We're looking for caller number seven. You get tickets to see, to go to Alamo Heights night, 656-ESPN. And also in about 20 minutes or so, we're giving away tickets to see Luke Bryan, country superstar, at the AT&T Center this August. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. We're coming at you live from John Wayne Service Company out in New Braunfels. Looking for a job, man. They're hiring out here. We got to meet the owner out here. Fantastic guy. He was uh, saying you don't need to have experience. You have the can-do attitude. They're taking interviews over here. You can also apply on johnwayne.com. That's spelled J-O-N. W-A-Y-N-E.com. So no H, not like the actor. It's JohnWayne.com. They do AC, heating, plumbing, and electrical. They're actually having a party out here until 3 o'clock. You can come out here and meet Jeb Burton. He's a NASCAR driver who's actually racing this weekend at the Circuit of Americas in Austin. His father, Ward Burton, is also here. He retired back in 2006. 
winner of the Daytona 500 back in 2002. So the 20-year anniversary just passed. But uh, very nice. We're out here. The, the 27 car is out here. Pledge, they were saying, they looked me up and down right now. They were like, you know what? We think you can fit. They think that I can, <laughs> I can make my way in. They said it might be a struggle, but if I had somebody help me, that I can make it happen. So we I gotta think grease I'm the door. Try, I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> they're gonna butter me up. <laughs> Very nice. You know, in the last segment, we gave away tickets to go to Alamo Heights night over at Fiesta. Uh, at the end of this break, we're gonna be end of this uh, segment. We're gonna give away tickets to see Luke Bryan in concert, country star, over at the AT and T Center this upcoming August. Pledge, are you a, are you a Fiesta guy? I mean, like, do you Absolutely. do the fiesta? Do you do the fiesta medals? Do you do all of that stuff? I mean, on a scale of one through ten, how big of a fiesta guy are you? I, I guess it's like a six or a seven. I enjoy fiesta. I enjoy collecting the medals. I don't like to like display them, but I enjoy collecting them. I have a handful of medals from that I really like. There are certain ones that I like to try to go find. So, like, you, you don't do the search, right? I mean, because there are some people who get really into Fiesta medals. I mean, like, they search them out, spend hundreds of dollars, and I suppose all these medals go to something important. They go to charities or whatever the case may be. So you're raising money. But I, I take a look at it, and I'm like, man, I can't spend that much money on all of that stuff. It's just, It's just crazy. But I think this year... This year, I'm going to break down and probably do two Fiesta events. Alamo Heights Night is fine. Uh, I have no problem with that. But what I'm looking up, man, I'm trying to find out if the Taco Festival is still on because that's the one that I like that's over at La Villita. So right now, I'm looking at the list of all the Fiesta events. I want to make sure that that one is still going because, man, we're talking about rock music, just band after band for band pledge, and tacos all over the place and margaritas and all of that stuff. It's good times out there. But I don't think I'm going to hit up, like, Oyster Bake. I'm done with Oyster Bake, man. I tell you what, uh, years and years and years ago, Pledge, I got into a fight over at Oyster Bake. Uh, I did not start the fight, but I ended the fight. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I'm one and no at Fiesta Fights in my lifetime. Didn't win a belt or anything, but, uh, you know, cops you took that guy away, You should get me. a belt made out of Fiesta medals. <laughs> you know what it's going to be? It's going to be like Maddie Skye's uh, Fiesta hat. You know, it's going to be one of those frilly things. I, saw, I heard her on the Blitz yesterday talking about the, the Fiesta stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm trying to get into it because I did the rodeo this year, and I enjoy the rodeo. I actually like the rodeo a lot. Did you complain uh, but, about that too? No, I didn't complain. Oh. I, I have no complaints about the rodeo. Why do you think I complain about everything, Pledge? I, Why do you think I complain? It's like uh, Mike Rosenda says. Mike sounds like a fan that will complain about his free tickets to a game that are in the lower bowl but not courtside. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> that's amazing. No, I don't mind if I'm sitting higher up because Daddy will make his way down anyway. You know, <laughs> I, I have no shame. I'll find my way to the lower bowl or lower seats because, again, I eyeball certain seats. And, and, and midway through the second quarter, if I notice that no one has been seated there, I will make my way down there. I'm that big of a fan. I have no shame. I will make my way down from row 30 to row 12 real fast. Okay? Some people call it theft. 
Some people call it thrift. I'm perfectly fine with that. Hey, Pledge, somebody came up to me uh, over here at John Wayne Service Company and uh, said hi. And it's somebody that I, uh, that I had apparently worked with a long time ago. He came up to me and said, hey, what's going on, acquired taste? And apparently, <laughs> apparently, he didn't call me the acquired hypocrite. He didn't call me anything other than that. But a couple of people have come by and said hi, saying that they like the show. And they were like, you are the acquired taste. So whoever that person who called in a month or two ago to call me that, thank you so much because I now have a nickname. I now have something to go for over here. And uh, so, yeah, I'm the acquired taste. Very, very cool. Again, this is Halftime Sports, Pop Culture, and Nostalgia. Uh, not much pop culture and nostalgia today, though I was interested yesterday in the fact that we, we talked about how Hawk from Cobra Kai is dating Tori from Cobra Kai in real life. We, we glossed over that pledge, and the more I think about it, dude, like, that guy's the man. That guy is yeah. the man. I mean, crazy hot matrix. She could be a 10 on the crazy matrix, and I'd still be okay with it. That's amazing. This is Hawk. This is Hawk. One of my favorite characters, by the way, from Cobra Kai. Hawk's amazing. It's it, it's a good show, man. It's it's a good show. Hey, uh, so I'm the last actually a little shocked that you even like it. It's very a nostalgic show. It very it very much captures on um, what it was back in the '80s. And as you've proven, you're not a fan of old movies. Well, let's talk about this. It's, oh my God, dude, you're putting <laughs> words in my mouth. You see, this is what you do. You nitpick me all the time. Whenever I do shows on Tuesdays with Teak, it's easy. Whenever I do a show with Rudy J on Wednesdays, it's easy. But when I'm with you on Mondays and Fridays or Mondays and Thursdays, whatever days it is, all you do is nitpick me and plant Easter eggs on me as far as who I am, what I am, and you basically just lay out you and Minix are like the two worst at that where you're trying to pin things on me. I do not hate old movies. There are a lot of movies out there that I like. But yesterday on our Facebook stream, you know, I do read the comments on there. Both the those that, that, that like the show, those that, that don't like the show. I read it all, and I enjoy every single one of them. Because at the end of the day, they're listening. So I'm fascinated by that. But one person asked the question, what is an A-plus movie in my world? What is an A-plus movie? So I'm going to go over some A-plus movies off the top of my head. Because I read that this morning when someone posted that. Um, I think The Shawshank Redemption is an A-plus movie. I think Field of Dreams is an A-plus movie. Uh, I think The Matrix. Uh, I think Pulp Fiction. Um... You know, there's uh, I, I, I love Fight Club. I think that's an A-plus movie. Back in the day, I thought Swingers and Office Space as comedies were A-plus movies. I thought The Hangover was an A-plus movie. There's a lot of movies out there that I would consider to be A-pluses, and they don't have to be classics out there. But uh, James Condor on YouTube says, if Jimenez is going to be out at NASCAR, then he better have seen Days of Thunder. Damn straight. I've seen Days of Thunder. Come on, the name Cold Trickle? Come on, of course I've seen that movie. And that was not a bad movie. I love Although, how you say, of course. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, that movie was out in the 90s. That was whole, the whole Tom Cruise with uh, Nicole Kidman. 
Um, you know, I do like one of my favorite scenes in that movie was the wheelchair race that they had in the hospital, you know, after they had gotten to the car crash. Uh, but it, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, we're talking about fiction and reality, you know, art imitating reality. And in the last hour, you know, we had NASCAR driver Jeb Burton on with us, along with his father, Ward Burton, who won Daytona 500 20 years ago. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, Ward is watching his son race and how certain things go on, certain accidents happen, and it's hard for him as a father to to watch this sometimes. Proud of his son, cheering on his son, but sometimes bad things happen in NASCAR races. And it was interesting for him to talk about how he had seen uh, an accident on a screen, and he thought it involved his son, and he has to run over there. His heart drops. He's worried about his son, and then he realizes that it wasn't him. But there's been other cases where his son has been in accidents and things like that. Uh, I should have asked a question about Days of Thunder because I like Days of Thunder. Am I going to believe that that's an A-plus movie? No, I don't, right? That's a, that's a nice popcorn flick. I would call it a B-plus, okay? Uh, but it, it's funny because I get tracked down and people will flag me down and say, hey, Acquired Taste, or hey, I love your movie reviews because they're dumb or they're stupid and I don't agree with you. Uh, but A plus movies pledge, A plus movies. I would go on and say I mentioned Shawshank, Tombstone. Uh, Tombstone's a solid uh, C plus. I think is what I rated. Is what I rated it. Hey, I gave Terminator an A. I didn't give it an A plus. I gave it an A. What's an A plus movie in your book? Oh, by the way, the Godfather movies one and two. Those are both A pluses. That depends. Give- Anchorman was an A-plus movie in terms of just comedy gold, the first Anchorman. You look at the first Iron Man movie was an A-plus movie. Avengers Endgame, uh, Infinity War was A-plus. Endgame was probably just an A. Um, Okay, how about some movies that are not superhero related? Okay. You know, for the adults that are listening to the show. I think of uh, in terms of A plus movies that are in available and out. Trying to think. And of, you make fun of me. You, no, you're like, I, I'm you're just like, trying to, You can't think of any A plus movies. I ask you. You hemmed and hawed for thirty seconds right there. Can't come up with an A plus movie. It's difficult to have an A plus movie. Okay, The Matrix is an A-plus movie. Vinny Segovia on YouTube reaches out movie. and says, Goodfellas. Goodfellas is a great movie. Casino is an A-plus movie. Casino, I, Casino was good. I like Goodfellas better. Okay? Goodfellas, fantastic, right? Great movie. So, uh, it, you know, it, it's funny, but you, we, we were talking about Cobra Kai earlier. And some of the movies, so people will ask me, what were the movies that you actually did watch growing up? Well, I remember growing up and watching a lot of Karate Kid. So Karate Kid was nostalgic to me. A lot of the John Hughes movies. I saw Back to the Future. Uh, Better Off Dead was one of my favorite movies growing up. My wife wanted me to fake seeing Better Off Dead. She goes, I want to watch it. Pretend like you didn't see it. That's not how it works here. It has to be a legitimate movie that I've never seen. So I wasn't going to lie to the people and say that I had never seen Better Off Dead, but I really want to find that on streaming. I'm going to look it up this weekend. $2. Dude, one I of the best Primal lines. I think Primal Fear was a, uh, an A-plus movie. That was movie. a good movie. Well, anything with Edward Norton uh, is, is, a, is a fantastic movie. 
Uh, I, I love Edward Norton. American History X. Oh, my wife reached out on Facebook saying, whatever. She does not like the fact. This is my wife only listens to my show, I don't know, a few minutes out of the day. But she happens to chime in and listen when I talk about the fact that she wanted me to fake watching Better Off Dead and wanted me to lie to the, to the people, to the sports fans, to the movie fans in San Antonio area. And she's saying, whatever. But it did happen, Pledge. Who do you believe? Do you believe me or the missus on this one? The missus. <laughs> very, very, very cool. Hey, man, uh, we're having a great time over here at John Wayne Service Company out here in New Braunfels. I say New Braunfels, but I don't believe it because, man, I went to Texas State. You went to Texas State. I kind of feel like we're closer to San Marcos. But basically, if you're going up I-35 North, Go past the Buckies about five or six miles. We're on the right-hand side. You can come out here and meet Jeb Burton, NASCAR driver who's racing this weekend at the Circuit of Americas in Austin. You can also meet his dad, Ward Burton, who won the Daytona 500 20 years ago this year. Fantastic. They're also hiring people. Man, they were talking about jobs here, 50000 to 200000 50000 to start, but 200000 as time goes on, up to 200000 and they were saying that they do the training, they pay for the schooling, they just want the can-do attitude. If you have experience, great. If you don't have experience in heating, plumbing, or electrical, or AC, guess what? They'll show you how to do it. They just want that can-do attitude. You can also apply at johnwayne.com. That is John without the H, so that's J-O-N-W-A-Y-N-E. Hey, grab your cell phones because right now is your chance to win Luke Bryan tickets. He's in concert at the AT&T Center in August. Call the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines right now. Caller number 7656-ESPN. That is 656 ESPN area code 210 people are trying to claim the tickets over here but we're going to put a bow on the show on the other side this is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM hey guys it's Rudy J your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM upload a photo of what's on your grill and enter a description or recipe at sasportstar.com and you can win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. Winner chosen every Thursday at 6 on the Blitz. Show us your meat. We're looking forward to it. Again, $50 gift card up for grabs. Tri-County Meat Market. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's been a great show out here. We're in New Braunfels right now at John Wayne Service Company. Again, tonight, March Madness invades San Antonio. Two games tonight in San Antonio at the AT&T Center. Villanova, the two-seed against the 11-seed Michigan Wolverines. And the one-seed Arizona Wildcats against the five-seed Houston Cougars. Pledge, who you got? Oh, I'm just, I'm always scared to do anything because I'm scared to give movies because I'm afraid you're going to just crud all over a movie that I like. (laughs) And now I'm scared to give you my picks because you're just going to tell me that you don't like them. But I'm tonight going with Arizona, Villanova, Duke, and Gonzaga. You know what? Uh, I like most of those. But I'm going to be on upset alert because that Arkansas against Gonzaga game, it's staring at me. It's the biggest uh, odds of tonight. Gonzaga favored by nine and a half points. Arkansas, that's a weird team, man, because they turned it up towards the second half of the season. 
Gonzaga played poorly in its last game. Uh, came back, don't get me wrong, been as strong the last 15 minutes of the game, but the first 25 minutes looked lost out there. Uh, I'm taking a look at that one as a potential upset or at least a spread special. You know, give me the nine and a half points, but I wouldn't be surprised if that one's closer than what most people think. I think Villanova's taking care of business. I think they're coming out of San Antonio and heading out to the Final Four. So, yeah, I got Villanova over Michigan. That Duke game against Texas Tech, a one-point spread. If I had to choose right now, uh, I'm going to go ahead and choose. I can't believe I'm saying it. Uh, You know what? No, man. It's going to be Duke, dude. I'm cheering for Texas Tech, but it's going to be Duke because A.J. Griffin and and Paolo Banchero are the two best players on the court. I, I got those guys. And then tomorrow... Uh, tomorrow, I'll take a look at that St. Peter's against Purdue. That's going to be Purdue all day long. Uh, I'll take Kansas over Providence, although that's going to be a close game. And uh, I kind of like North Carolina coming out as the eighth seed over UCLA. And Miami, wow, what a defense that team has. They just beat the living crap out of Auburn. I like that Miami team coming out and going to the, going to the Elite Eight. So you're taking the games that aren't? Today as well, I thought we were yeah, just sure. Why today's. not? We we have a we have a minute to burn. Just, why not? Just saving nothing for tomorrow's show. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that I'll flip flop on a couple of these overnight because that is what I do. <laughs> it just is what it is. Again, the Spurs potentially this weekend could tie the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans lose to the Bulls, and then they come in and actually Spurs play at New Orleans on Saturday afternoon, four o'clock tip off. It's very, very, very possible that the Spurs could be tied going into the final two weeks of the season, but very, very nice. It's been a fantastic day over here at John Wayne Service Center. Again, they do AC, heating, plumbing, and electrical until 3 o'clock over here in New Braunfels. They have the number 27 car, NASCAR out here. You can check it all out. Again, they'll be racing at the Circuit of Americas this weekend. Jeb Burton is over here, NASCAR driver, and his father, Ward Burton, is also here. Jason and Joe will be back at 4 o'clock for the Blitz. That's over at Pinkerton.